Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve-Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules-light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Let's jump right into it. First, let's introduce our players. We'll start with Terry. Oh, hi. I'm Terry Gamble, playing Alizé Carew, um, shopkeeper, spinster, mm-hmm. question mark. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kelsey Osborne, and I play Maggie Cooper, your resident East End socialist sex worker. <laughs> Every week it's different. Yeah, I try to keep it different. I try to add a little variety because it's the spice of life. (laughs) I'm relatively certain I'm Mac Beauvais, but sometimes I'm not really sure anymore. Uh, But today I'll be Ethel Prendergast, who is an American transplant to London and actually one of the legit people in the spiritualist movement. And I'm Michelle Otis, and I play Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. (laughs) I laugh every time. I love her name so much. It's my favorite name. It's really good. Okay, so last game, uh, we ended up with you guys having a long discussion about uh, what you're going to do next. You have all of these different things. Mabel has attacked you personally in the newspaper. You've dealt with the white ghost that has been following people around, the energy-centered ghost thing that can melt gravestones, Mm -hmm. and you've got um, the horned Celtic god that has been popping up here and there. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Not in all the ways that one of our characters would like. (laughs) 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 So you guys talked about what you're going to do next. Maggie Cooper went off to talk with Tommy about whatever information she could get about Mabel. And he had relayed that after you guys left, she was very kind of running around and doing all this stuff and and being kind of shady. Trying to cover her arse. Yeah, basically. And you guys went to the meeting, and when you went inside, Ethel started crying and putting it on thick. Acting. Acting. <laughs> and and use it as an excuse to kind of break away from the group to go find something. And at the very end, you guys ran into Wilford, who was like, look, I'm not trying to bust you. What do you need help with? And you offered him a job. And that's literally where it ended the last time we got together. Wilford says... Madam, now that we're on the same page and working together, what exactly would you like for me to do? I have a suspicion, and I think it's more than a suspicion, that Mabel had something to do with what has occurred with Rose. Mm. And I would be most obliged if you could help me find some evidence of such wrongdoings. I'm not 100% sure, but... If I was a betting man, I would start with Rose's husband's death and how he died. And perhaps it was not quite as accidental as we've all been led to believe? I do not think it is. Now, she's never 
done anything in front of me that says she is culpable for anything, but she said a few things that are a bit out of place. And I know for a fact that things are moving around the house, but I haven't touched them. And I know she's not moving them. So I don't know if she is trying unorthodox ways to speak with the dead or not. It's possible. But that's where I would start because she, though she kind of acted as if she's not interested in such things when Rose was sick, she was like, well, okay, we'll try. I know that she had made some comments that led me to believe that she was more interested in, in it than she was letting on. Could you possibly tell me the nature of her relationship with Rose prior to my coming into the society? Well, before you came into the society and before Maggie Cooper came into the society, how do I put this delicately? Rose was the black sheep, as it were, uh, to come in. She was Irish and her husband, though he had money, was a working man. He wasn't, you know, upper crust English. He was a foreigner in London, according to them. And so she would often treat her much like she treats Maggie and you as kind of outsiders who are blessed for her presence. But if there was some connection with Rose's husband, I suppose that would be a very ugly way to remove someone from your society. I don't know what the connection is, but I know that she she did not see them as not only equals, but even human. Well, I will definitely look into it. And if you come across any other information that will be of assistance, that would be uh, very much appreciated. And I can also tell you that if you would like, after we have solved whatever is happening here, you are more than welcome to come and work in my household. Uh, that would be uh, perfect. Um, Agatha's your lady, correct? That is correct. Okay. And then from downstairs, you hear Mabel say, Are, are you okay up there? Um, you, should, you should come downstairs. Um, we, we need to all talk about the recent developments in the society. And Wilfred kind of rolls his eyes. And... I will be down presently. I am still feeling a bit uh, wan. Alizé and Eugenia, you guys are downstairs, and the mood is tense. And at some point, you guys are drinking tea, and Plum kind of looks over at Mabel. You can tell there's some kind of signal, and Plum gets up and says, well, I'm, I'm gonna use the restroom, I'll be right back. And then she just disappears for a lot longer than would be normal. A few moments later, like a, a several minutes later, you guys hear a knock on the door, and they open the door, and it's a constable with Wilcox. And let's not slide down that slope again. <laughs> I like the use of slide down that slope. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> so Wilcox is there from Scotland Yard, and he walks in and he says, um, 
ladies, uh, I've been asked to come here to take you in for some questioning. Can you uh, please uh, follow me? And at, this is as you're coming downstairs, you hear this at the top of the stairs. Okay, I was about to ask, I'm like, I'm not coming down the <laughs> stairs. I'm going to start... Going towards, like, the, the servant's exit exactly, in the back? Exactly, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Someone has to be out of jail. <laughs> to be quiet, can you make a stealth roll for me? No. Don't. <laughs> I believe in you. You can do this. My stealth is a skill I have, but... You want to get those checks, right? <laughs> What'd you get? A 97. Oh! <laughs> Shoes, shoe, these shoes are not quiet. You know? Those shoes were made for walking, not running. No. <laughs> Those dice are garbage. And, and I don't think. 97, th- they're made for stomping. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is worth trying to. Do you want to push or. Okay. No, I'll save it. I usually push. Son of a bitch. The constable goes, uh, who's up Who's up there? Is that, is, is that one of your. One of your friends, is that the, the American? Is, is she up there? Oh, please, just ask Mabel. It's her house. Yes, your officer. She's, she's upstairs. If you, could, if you could remove them, it'd be, it'd be very nice. We, uh, we can't have their, their type around here. Them? Yes, them. Yeah. You're not type? Do you for questioning as well? Mm, no, I'm talking about you. No, but... I believe you should be due for questioning as well. You are near... Ladies, ladies, let's the, let's make this the, as unawkward as possible. Uh, the constable, go upstairs and get the get the American and, and... And I know I've realized at this point that I've made enough noise to give myself away, so I'm going to sort of retidy myself and recompose and already be coming down the stairs. Now, what I envision is a gone with the wind moment mm-hmm. as you're... <laughs> Because of your character's past. You oh, know. it's, it's going to be much drama. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's like wind, even though there's none in the house, and my skirt's billowing behind me, yes. and my eyes are just lit with an inner fire. And then I see like a hawk or like a raven go, like land on your shoulder. <laughs> and she's wearing her all black at all times. <laughs> so goth. <laughs> so he walks you guys out. Um, I'm sorry, but unfortunately, there has been a complaint lodged against you, and we had a uh, person come in about an hour ago who claims to have seen you at Rose's house on the day that she passed. May I inquire as to the nature of our accuser? It seems only right that we understand who has been out slandering us. It is a woman who lives next door. We're still speaking with her, but she's an elderly woman, and she claims that she saw the four of you leaving the house and looked quite rushed. Anyway, we're still, we're still talking with her. He's giving the hint that he still isn't quite... Well, this is the the gentleman I spoke to before. Right, right, yeah. Because for now, we're going to have to go down to Scotland Yard and make a report. You'll be there for about an hour. And then after which, you'll be let go. Mm -hmm. We will try to keep this out of the paper as much as possible. Try. I don't have power over the the newspaper. Young man, young man. 
Now, I'm happy to answer any questions. However, may we do this in a more civilized manner, rather than publicly going down to Scotland Yard. I know, I know my husband will be quite put out. Can we not just go to my house and sit down and, and speak about this reasonably over a cup of tea? M Mrs. Penbottom, I understand that this is all difficult, but we have to do it according to procedure. But as I said, my husband, well, you know, my husband, General Penbottom, as I said, would be quite put out. I, I understand. I understand. But and the press. Oh, sir, but oh, please, press, you lady know of her stature, lady of her stature, going into Scotland okay. Yard. So we're at a point where we need a dice roll, right? Um, because you're using your upper crust pressure. <laughs> so do you have persuade? Persuade. Uh, let me check if I have persuade. I, I mean, I have the standard ten percent in persuade. Oh, my I do have credit rating. <laughs> How much is your credit rating? Seventy. <laughs> I'm going to say because of your money, that makes sense to me in this time error. I'm going to say it's going to be a hard though. Okay. Is that the one that's half? It's or half. half. It's half. Okay. Extreme is a fifth. Okay. I did not. Do you want to push it? But then that could end up disastrous. It could. Can I try stepping in to persuade because I actually have that skill? And I've also dealt with this gentleman before. Sure, if you wanted to and then avoid the push that could be really bad. Yes. I'm going to try and then I'll decide what I would say. So that's a 58 under my 70. Okay. Am I to understand that you cannot accommodate such a reasonable request? Mrs. Prendergast, I appreciate your situation, all of you, but Mabel's husband, unfortunately, is a lord, and we have to listen to him when he comes to us and says, these people are a problem. So, I'm, I'm having issue trying to keep you all from being put in a cell until we figure out what's going on. I do not believe between us that this woman is credible. She is in her late 80s and can barely see. I don't see how she could see out her window all over to Rose's house and see you all leaving, but She's a woman in good standing, and as you know, Miss Pinbottom, we are having trouble more with the society part of this than the actual crime part of this. I think a dog did this, or some kind of beast ripped into this woman and ripped her apart. I don't think any of you did that. Oh, God, no. At the very least, perhaps there is some way to have a bit more discretion in taking us where you intend to take us. And you could f file... Oh, it sounds like you need to file reports or paperwork, mostly. Isn't, isn't that correct? Are you saying that you need to keep us right now? Well, the issue is this. Mabel's husband, Reginald, would like us to take you in and question you and, and make it a public spectacle. And I understand 
not wanting to do that. They just want to publicly crucify us, ruin my business, ruin these ladies' good names. For what? Nothing. That's unfortunately the the situation. undeniably wrong, and I don't see how you could, as a person of the law, uh, go along with that. That is, that is clearly not society rules. It's not, it's not lawful. I, I think that, sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, that's, that's okay. I did not mean to raise my voice at you. I understand Why? that you are on orders. Why don't we do this? I don't have to take you in. If, do you think we could take in just Maggie? Hear me out. Maggie Cooper is already a known prostitute. I will go. Are you sure? You've already got a a cloud. That is why I am willing to go on behalf of this group. Like I said, we'll get you out within an hour. There isn't much more that anybody can do to my name at this point. It might as well be me. Well, I apologize. Oh. Oh. So, here's what's going to happen, though. He's going to take you through a different entrance so that the reporters who are kind of skulking around don't actually see you come in. That way, you basically persuaded him to make sure that your name keeps out of the paper, mm-hmm. but that he also covers his own self. I'm also going to go ahead and put my um, handkerchief in front of my face as we go, so right. it helps obscure my features. Okay. You, you're able to go in the back, and that's, that's fine. Let's figure out what everybody else is going to do, because now you guys have been completely shut out of the society. Mabel will not let you anywhere near her. She's not going to answer any more questions. Kill her. Uh, Ethel did not get a chance to tell you guys about anything that Wilford had said. Let's jump to Maggie Cooper. So you've talked with Tommy Mm -hmm. after planning a kiss on him that made him stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Girl. It is my superpower. Yeah. Girl. Girl pretty. Girl pretty. (laughs) So he's going to do some snooping for you. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do next? So I'm still in Mabel's house. You were outside. Remember, he was smoking a cigarette at the servant's entrance, and you went up and did your thing, and and he, like, told you that she was acting weird, and he was like, are you a prostitute? Because he's a boy. No, darling, I'm not. (laughs) Not at all. So do you want to just go back and see if... if, um, uh, Fran has found any anything about who's been spiking the makeup or who set fire to the door or um yes before I leave Mabel's house are there any like windows that look like I might be able to like maybe peek here's here's the thing could I get into Mabel's husband's office in any way while I'm here. Well, can I give a, a suggestion? Yeah. Have Tommy steal it at some point. Then yes, I would like to investigate the makeup because that is fucked up. Okay. <laughs> when you get back to the rose petal, Fran is outside with Lucy. Her eyes are swollen and she's crying. She goes, so... What is it? Shannon, Shannon couldn't handle 
What had happened to her face? Oh, God. Man. Please don't say what you're going to say. She's not with us anymore. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I, I need your help. I've asked, um, I've asked Rick. Rick is one of the male sex workers at mm -hmm. your place. Um, I've asked Rick to, to, you know, to help as well, but we, we have to cut her down. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Um, she's saying this all under her breath, because Lucy's, if you view it, the, the young one didn't see anything. Oh, thank God. But I want to get her out of here before anybody hears about it. And kind of looks over, and Craig is on the front porch just watching everything you guys are doing. Friend, here's what I want you to do. Can you please take Lucy to Virginia's? You uh, don't have to say anything. Just just walk her there, make sure she gets there safe, and just tell her to, to please let Lucy stay there until I can speak with her personally about it. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, like, scribble out, like, a little note that's... Eugenia, please, like, okay. accept this ward for a brief moment. I'll speak with you when I see you next. You you do that, and she leaves, and you go into the place. You walk upstairs with Rick, and you go into her room, and she's hanging. You, you've seen death before, so it's it's you've seen corpses before. But she has these deep scars on her face. She earned more money than a lot of the people there, she just couldn't handle what had happened to her. It was, you know, because when, when your work and what you do is tied to being able to get uh, Johns, mm -hmm. well, it can be devastating. Well, especially where we are, yeah. down in the East End. Yeah, it's pretty bad. We already have to deal with class issues yeah. and status and all that kind of thing. She And again, it's one of those situations where you're hit by the difference like where you just were, you're talking to somebody about stealing a diary, and here you are dealing with cutting this, down cutting down body. your friend's body. So you guys deal with the body, and we'll, we'll get back to you, okay? Eugenia and Alizé, mm -hmm. Ethel goes with the constable and Mr. Wilcox. What do you two do? Well, I would say we go back to my house mm -hmm. so I can mentally prepare my husband for the fact that I'm probably going to be questioned. Okay. All right. Are you going to go with her? Or? I think so. I'm too frightened, I think, to be alone at the moment. All right. Or to go home. Okay. Sounds good. I just may wait in the other room while she has a conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fran and Lucy have already shown up, and they're talking to Mrs. Fitch because I believe that they would just out of habit go to the servant's door, yeah. not to the front door. As you're coming up, Mrs. Fitch, Mrs. Fitch. she goes, um, hi ladies. There's a hornet's nest of things going on that I need to tell you about before you go inside. Maggie, your, your friend from the society, sent yes. over a young girl because something happened at her place of work and she's asked us to take the young girl on. She sent over one of her co-workers with her. Your husband had a bit of a, a fight with Mabel's husband at their club. Anyway, he's upstairs. It was, from what I can tell, pretty bad. 
Is he all right? I, it's you hard mean a to tell. Physical altercation. A physical fight. I think he knocked Mabel's husband out. Yes. Um, of course, he's a general. And your son's here. Uh, Robert's here, um, and he dealt with the authorities and broke them up. Um, but he's quite angry himself. So be prepared when you walk in. If I can make a suggestion, you might not want to be here for this, Miss Carew. It might be a bad time. It's up to you, of course. I'm just giving you the full picture before you walk in. Well, um... My dearest Alice, yes. please do not think this rude of me. Yes. But would you mind having tea in the kitchen? Oh, not at all. I'll I'll stay in the basement if need be. No. Oh, no, Of no, course no, not. Never, Come with never. me around to the servants' court. You can meet this young girl, Lucy, yes, that Maggie to. sent over. Um, and does she show me the note that Maggie sent with Lucy? Yes. Okay. So um, I tell Mrs. Fitch, I said, well, Mrs. Fitch, um, Fran can be sent on her way. And this young lady, Lucy, um, I think we could use a new scullery, don't you? I can find work for her. She seems like a, a hardworking kind of girl. Um, and uh, yes, we, we can find work for her to do. Uh, come with me and uh, good luck. Thank you so much, Mrs. Fitch. Okay. Thank you, Miss Pettbottom. Thank you, Alizé. You walk in and, and Robert is waiting there, your son, your oldest son. Mother, we need to have a conversation about everything that's been going on. Father got in a fight today with Lord Tillis, Reginald Tillis, at the club, and he knocked Lord Tillis out and beat him. I put him. my hand up and stopped him for a Mother, minute. I am I not put, a teenager anymore. I am very upset by this. You will listen you to me. You are not a teenager, but you are still my son. Can I be allowed to enter my own home before being barraged with all of this? Do you know what kind of strings I had to pull today to be able to keep father out of jail for attacking a lord? All because of your society and you, look, if you're bored, learn knitting something that's not going to bring shame to the family. Shame to the family. Yes, shame. A prostitute and a widow who might be involved in a murder. It's but all over the papers. There's nothing more shameful than a son speaking to his mother this way. I, I, I think I'm feeling a little faint. I need to be assisted into, into the drawing room, please. There is please, no Robert. reason for hysterics. Oh, Robert, oh, please, please. I can't stand being spoken to this way. I, fine, I, Mother, I just fine. Cannot. I just cannot. Fine, we'll go into the drawing room. So she he takes you into the drawing room. Are you happy? Here we are in the drawing room. I'd be happier if you were speaking to me in a more civil tone. Well, Mother, what do you want to do? Like, wh what... Father cannot go around attacking people to defend your honor against all these accusations. But if your father attacked Lord Tillis, 
You know how your father is. There is no way he would have attacked him without provocation. I'm not arguing your that father, point. Your father is a very level-headed man. He's always been very good to you and your brother. He, he only disciplined you when it was absolutely necessary. So you must be kinder to your father. And if he quote-unquote attacked Lord Tillis, as I said, it was probably not without provocation. I'm not arguing that fact. What I am saying is the newspaper and the, the actions... The newspaper is poppycock. It might be, but we're still having to deal with that poppycock. Now, I understand you're upset. I understand that this is a very emotional thing. Well, it would be less emotional if you were speaking to me nicely. I understand. What did Lord Tillis say? I, I don't know. He won't tell me. You haven't even told me how your father is doing. His knuckles are bloodied, but he's doing fine. I'd like to speak to him and hear what he has to say about it. I don't know about that. He's very upset. He's upstairs in his study. If you want, obviously, I'm just saying... Well, you're not giving me very much information. I don't have very much information, but I do know that it stems from this society, and I'm asking you, please, to stop. The society is disbanded. Great. Now you need to distance yourself from these people and move on. Now, son, you do know that your mother does enjoy works of charity, do you not? How is this a work of charity? Well, I shall tell you that Miss Maggie Cooper, yes, she is a woman of ill repute. However, she is trying to get young girls off the streets before they fall into such disrepute. And one such thing we have been speaking about is getting these girls into nice, industrious, Mother, I'm all work. for I'm all for more maids and less prostitutes. Trust me, but I don't think it needs to bring down this family. Since when does charity bring down a family? I can't argue with you anymore. If you want to go speak with well, you should be Dad, with your you mother can. in the first place. Oh, so rude. <laughs> I thought I had raised you better. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. I will talk with you more about this later then, because you are obviously not in the right frame of mind to understand what I'm trying to say. And then he walks out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, not on the microphones, but all clapping for Eugenia. She okay. mom so well. Oh, I was yeah. like, dang. Oh, yeah. from, so. the, from, the, <laughs> from the fake out to the like fade out. Oh my goodness, mom so hard, mom so hard. This does Damn. not come from experience whatsoever. Oh, as she shakes her head, yes, no, yes, no, yes, 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 no, no, yes. Dang, mom. Just really rude to you all the time. Uh, let's jump over to Ethel, and you're in the little interrogation room after he brings you in. He goes, huh. So, how long have you been a part of this society? I have been with the society around a year. And in that time, how recently has the 
problems with the others in the society besides your other three friends have things gone wrong could you please explain to me what you mean by going wrong well obviously there's friction between you and the other ladies and that has spilled out into the tabloids so my question is when did that friction begin well if you have had any dealings with uh, mrs tillis you would understand that Friction seems to follow her wherever she might go, and she does seem to create a lot of enemies when she does not care for somebody. Right. Rose's death, what happened right before it? What I mean is, when was the last time all of you got together with Rose? Um, because from what we're told, all of you did a seance at Rose's house, and then she came to your house because she felt uncomfortable at her own home and then she passed away at your house and then we um, found uh, her maid dead the next day after she after Rose had died at your place. Well, Is then that you, right? Well, then you also know that Rose has been unwell for a very long time, especially following the unfortunate passing of her husband. Right. And it is my understanding that Miss Tillis had mm, not very kindly feelings towards Rose and her husband. Okay. But yes, that is the events as they were laid out that night. She was uncomfortable. Mabel was being very unkind to her and I did invite Rose to come back to my place to spend the night and get a little peace of mind. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to talk with the witness again. If there is anything that you can remember, any detail, anything that might help, because right now it's your word against hers, and she's stacking the deck with public opinion and um, this woman who's testifying against you. Like I said, she's an elderly woman. I don't think that her eyesight's all that great, but that might not be enough to discredit her. And plus, as you know, once you get arrested and you go through a trial, things can get, it doesn't matter at that point because people are going to believe what they're going to believe. Believe me, I am extremely aware of that fact. Yes. But may I suggest that you take a look into Mabel's past dealings with other society women prior to my coming in because it sounds like this is a pattern with her where she decides that a certain woman does not live up to her expectations of what a woman in society ought to be and then does something about it because as far as I can see that's what she has been up to. I will. I will. He goes, well, I have everything I need. Let me take you out the back and I will do my best to not have to have a, another conversation with you about all of this. And so you guys start going through the building and, and out the back. Would you be so kind as to hail a carriage for me? And I would like to stress again that I would look into Mabel's past dealings because it can't be that just us and Rose have had issues with her in the past. I will. He helps you up into the carriage. He says, uh, good day, ma'am. Good day.
the day. So, Maggie, you cut her down. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do? I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of procedure for getting rid of your dead in the East End that's not yeah. right. Rick goes, well, we can pay Craggy to remove her. I'm not going to give Craggy shite. I, I understand, but he does the service. No. And he's good at it. No, Rick. I'd rather let her, I don't know, rot in my bedroom than give Craggy shit. He's a monster and I won't give him anything. Then what are we going to do? I mean, we can take her out to the Tims, but we're going to have to wait until, you know, dark. Take her out there. Well, she deserves a proper burial. We all deserve a proper burial, but I don't know if we're all going to get it. And if we, if we, they'll shut us down and throw us all in jail. And you know that. You're right, I do know it. Just... Do I have any skills that would help me with this? Mortician. God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm adding I mean, to I have... Embalming. It's right, it's right there. Oh, yeah, there it is. Disposal <laughs> of the dead. Um, Egg farming. So when, when Craggy, like, disposes, <laughs> disposes of a body... What does that usually mean for if someone like Craggy were to dispose of a, of a body? Uh, usually what, if you pay Craggy, he will cut the body up and um, then dispense it in different places where either dogs will get at it or something so like like her part of her torso will end up in the east end, in the in the Thames. Another part will end up in a in a. What do pen. other poor meat people pies. do when people die? Meat pies. Oh God. <laughs> That's actually. The worst pies in London. <laughs> I, most of the time, they would have put them into a potter's field. They would have just buried them in an unmarked grave. But the problem is, field. is that to do that, you still have to have some kind of official. Like you're not, you can't yeah. just. It's not like the old west where you go up to the you Potter's just, Field and you just could bury her someone. body to the resurrectionists. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's true too. Yes. You could go and you could you could take her to one of the <laughs> medical people that's illegally taking corpses. She's fresh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is I fresh. Mean, she is. They'd even pay you for her. And when they okay. were done, they either cremate or, her, or, or bury her. Yeah, because they're doing something illegal, too. Or right. used her bones to make a skeletal figure for schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, do I know any <laughs> any Johns that are resurrectionists or, or anything like uh, that? It, I mean, it, I, living in the East End, you probably don't. Right, probably yeah. I don't do. know if you... I don't know, because... Not like on a super personal level, but I'm like, wait a minute, there was that one guy. I will say that... Yes, you know some people in that business. You know some of them have dealt with Craggy. Um, he doesn't tend to like to associate with them because they bring on heat, but he deals in a lot more bodies. This is mm-hmm. only one body for mm-hmm. you. Harold the Mortician. His name could be Harold Graves. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so you know, you know of him. You know that he definitely is someone you could you know, trust. Okay. That is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm okay. going to, um, I guess 
do I just go over to... It would still be the middle of the night kind of thing because it's very illegal. Yeah. Um, you guys would have and to... And it's like the middle of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we could I just could fast just go... forward it. Okay. We could um, fast forward time. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Let, let, let's do that and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap, you know, um, her body and all that kind of thing so right. that it can be like transported and I guess load it onto like a cart right or something a very bring out your dead cart yes All right. so sad not dead yet <laughs> Tong. I'm doing fine I'm happy <laughs> um, so you get over to Harold's mortuary mm-hmm. and he goes so I'm I'm very sorry for your loss um, thank you Mr. Graves he goes oh that's not um no, it, it, it's not Hildy. Oh, that's, that's um, very good. But, Mr. Graves. Yes. I know that you deal in, well, unfortunate, people's unfortunate circumstances here and uh, deal with not the most uh, above board. <laughs> so are you saying that you're here for more of a donation rather than a burial? Yes. Okay, well... But I was also wondering... Mm-hmm. I know you offer those services, but you're also a bit of a medical professional, right? Yes, of course. Could you take a look at her before you, you get started with whatever it is you do? Because she was attacked before she died. How was she attacked? Do you know? Some sort of chemical, I assume. It, someone tainted our powder... Oh, well, she... He it gave looks, her wretched burns all over her face. He, he opens up the cloth around her face, and he's looking at it. He goes, uh, this is very odd. Yes, you're, you're right. I can, I can actually see the makeup, you know, kind of burned into the, the flesh. Yes. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. Water made it much, much worse. Water's, However, when we put talc on it, it seems to neutralize. So. Yes. Well, water has a, a high enough pH that uh, don't worry about it. It makes it. It can make. It can make acids sometimes uh, activate. I'm sure it's all very scientific. It, it is. Um, could you, could you, you possibly give me a guess as to what might have been in her makeup? What could have uh, done this? There, Where would someone get such a thing? Well. Um, would it be expensive? It wouldn't. I, I don't think it'd be expensive. I think that you could probably get this at any chemist, you know, any chemist uh, lab or an apothecary. They could easily get this substance. You could speak with one of one of them. Um, there's not many in your area, so it'd be easy enough to find. As long as they, whoever tainted your stuff did it within your area, I think there's like one. Would you be able to perhaps write me out exactly what this right. substance is? I'm not sure what the exact substance is. I, I would have to run it through test, but I can write some ideas of what that substance is, different acids that it might be that are powdered base that, you know, would disappear in That's perfect. stuff. So he writes it all out. He goes, all right, um, as for her body, what will happen is... Uh, we will take her. Uh, you don't need to worry about anything. And then later on, uh, someone will drop by your house with a envelope 
with payment for your donation. One Six second. Six-year-old single? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like a really good matchup. Oh, my goodness. The Black Widow with the Graves. Oh. Okay, so. Right? Out, out that of last name Graves? Come mm-hmm. Out of game, yes. So he gives you the list and you leave and, mm-hmm. and that'll be the end of that scene. We'll go back to Eugenia. You're... You know, you're downstairs. Do you go upstairs and... Um, Well, I'd like to just check on Alizé in the kitchen first and Uh see if maybe, you know, she might might have to go home. You know, I wanted to check the situation first. All right. You know. Um, So you've been talking with Lucy, who's Mm -hmm. this 12-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. very nice, very well-mannered, and she tells you that her father is in a workhouse and her mother has passed away, oh. and that the uh, rose petal was nice enough to buy her mm-hmm. from the pig in the stone, which mm-hmm. she explains to you, because you're like, what? <laughs> the pig in the stone is a brothel that is across from the rose petal mm-hmm. that had bought her as part of payment for his debts. Mm-hmm. And so this is what you guys find out. And so you go downstairs, and they're all talking and doing work. Um, Go ahead. Well, I'm afraid, Alizé, that I'm going to have some private matters to attend to. Oh, yes, I understand. Um, But I can have my man drive you home. Thank you so much. And, uh, Lucy, you you may stay here as long as you would like. Oh, I think. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, well, I think it would would be lovely for you to learn a trade and and how a household works, because then you could find work anywhere. I I appreciate that a lot. And you can tell that she is out of her depth. She is not... She's going to have to be trained on how to do all of this because she's never been in this kind of society. Right. Okay. Lucy, do you know how to read, dear? No, I don't, ma'am. That's all right. Um, I think that we can find some time to maybe teach you your letters and and how to do some basic reading and writing. Oh, I'd I'd like that, ma'am. I'm happy to help if need be. Oh, that'd be wonderful. But other than that, Mrs. Fitch will take good care of you. She'll train you on, on how to do housework. And, um, and as I said, it, it's giving you a good skill so that you can earn a living. Okay. Uh, why, why, thank you. I, I appreciate that a lot. Okay, so you leave. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. You, uh, <laughs> you, you go upstairs, right? Mm-hmm. And standing, you know, looking out his study window is uh, your husband and he's uh, he's got bandages on his hands and he's just looking out the window. Hello, dear. He doesn't respond. The society's disbanded. And do you walk up to him? I cautiously walk into the room. Okay. Um, what... What happened? He doesn't say anything. He just keeps looking out the window. I know you wouldn't have... been so upset had you not been provoked. 
I'm finding that Mabel is a much worse person than I had ever suspected. He can't, uh, gives you kind of this side eye, and he walks around you and shuts the door and then turns towards you. And then he walks right up to you and looks down at you because he's much taller and doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks at you. Dear, I, I can't stand it when you're silent. I, what happened? And all he says is he goes, Rumph! And then he grabs you, puts you on the desk, and starts ripping your clothes off. They want me to call you general right now. <laughs> this is... Oh, my. Oh, my God. And we're going to end it right there. What? <laughs> oh, whoa. So hot. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Sorry. What? Godfrey comes down, and Mitch is, Mitch is like, well, do should I send up to And he goes, no, it sounds like the general's taking over England again. <laughs> Um, so uh, this is a good place to stop for this episode. We shall talk about the social medias and where you can find us all. I will start with myself. You can find me at, at PlateMailGames on Twitter. We have a website, which is PlateMailGames.com. And you, we also have a Discord for uh, 12-sided stories that's just getting started up. So if you want to talk about the show or ask questions or whatever, that's a great place to go as well. The show uh, can also be followed on at 12, and 12 is just the number, Sided Stories, all one word. And it's uh, you can follow us on Twitter for that. Michelle and I do all of the sound effects and music you hear on the show, so check that out. And I'm going to throw it over to Terry. Oh, hi. I'm Terry. Gamble. Um, you can find me, I am Terry Gamble, uh, at Twitter. Um, with It's Terry with one R. And you can find me on um, Instagram, at least for now, Little Terry Sunshine. And you can find me, just go to my website, terrygamble.com, and you can get to everything that way. That's easy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, guys. Kelsey Osborne. You can find me on the socials, most specifically Twitter and Instagram, at Kelsey Kelsum, which is K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-E-L-S-E-M. And I continue to be Mac Mauvais. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Strange Like That. You can also find me at Disney Distilled at DisneyDistilled.com or Twitter, Instagram, your liquor cabinet where we talk about <laughs> uh, Disney news and booze. It's a podcast and it's a and I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my uh, Twitter handle is at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying the show, and we appreciate you listening, and we will talk at you very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>